Welcome back to episode number nine, I think it is. I should look this up before I start my podcast recording. (laughs) I think it's episode nine. I'm pretty positive. But welcome back, guys. Today, it is a Monday night in wonderful October 2020. I'm enjoying a glass of wine. I'm just let's see keeping cool because it was like a 90 degree day today which is like not normal right for October but I guess hashtag global warming right so I am Annabelle Ingleton I am your host I am a mindset coach and today we are talking about triggers and trauma I haven't decided what I'm going to name this episode I will know it after I'm done recording For now, let's call it triggers. We'll see what we call it. I'm not sure yet. So I wanted to talk about this because I have been doing a lot of work on my subconscious mind and I learned through the process of my subconscious work and my healing that boy, did we uncover a lot of triggers that I had and I've talked about triggers a couple times, maybe not on the show, but with my clients, I have definitely. And I don't know that many people know like the correct definition of the word and what it actually is and why we say it. I think it's become a really trendy thing to say, like, I have trauma, I'm traumatized, or, you know, I you triggered me. And it's one of those like just hot words now. I don't think we used it like even maybe like two years ago. And for now, it's just become a colloquialism that we use loosely but it's a really important word because it's something that is actually a very deeply felt thing by people Um, I for one have definitely been triggered because of past traumas that I've um, endured and so because of my healing I just thought it was so important to talk about now because I feel like i and well-versed in the topic. (laughs) And, you know, it has to do with our subconscious minds, which is my most favorite topic in the whole world of all the world. And so here we go. That's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm not going to do any editing to this episode because, you know, I like to keep my stuff super naked, super raw, super just like, this is what you get. Sometimes I edit it. If I notice that like there's pauses that I take on the show like when I'm recording but for the most part um I think there's been a couple episodes actually that I had to edit but you know last episode kept it exactly the way I recorded it this one is probably going to be the same because I'm all about keeping it real ladies and gentlemen I know there's some gentlemen that listen to the show (laughs) I'm not leaving you guys out okay so let's talk about first of all what are triggers and how triggers are formed okay so First, we're going to talk about how they're formed. Okay, so triggers, while most people don't know like exactly how triggers are formed, most researchers believe that our brains store memories from a traumatic event really differently than memories from like a typical 
normal, you know, event issue thing that happens in your life, okay? When we have traumatic events that we endure or experience or witness, our brains, our minds interpret it very differently. Um, What we do is it, it basically when we witness something that's traumatic or felt emotionally heightened, it causes our body to experience symptoms um and it kind of like what it does is it will take the memory or the event and it will store it in your brain and not properly process the event okay so what it basically the way i think about it is that something happened it was emotionally heightened you your body typically went into fight or flight during that moment and that event is now or that memory is now kept in your mind kind of like hanging in i want to say i always like witness i always think of it like they're hanging in limbo like it's there in your brain and it's just didn't get processed and stored away and just disappear they're just stuck in your brain that's how I picture my traumas or triggers that I used to have that I no longer have because I processed them out correctly so and we'll talk about how I did that at the end well during this episode okay so um when you when your body experiences a trigger Basically, what happens is in the current moment, you experience symptoms that are, it feels like it's similar to the original trauma, okay, such as like the fight or flight response that I just talked about. So what it is, is you experience an event and it feels really, really similar to the original trauma, okay, and it, you go into fight or flight and that's how you're triggered. You may not even know that you are triggered because because your body goes into fight or flight mode you aren't even in the driver's seat anymore your subconscious mind takes over and it's going into survival mode okay we also know that triggers can cause an emotional reaction before a person even realizes that they've become upset okay often triggers have a really strong sensory connection like a sight or a sound, or a taste, or a smell that are connected in some way deeply to the original traumatic event. So let's say you smell a cologne of an ex-boyfriend that you had a really traumatic, deeply emotionally felt breakup with, and you smell the cologne. It can trigger you to get go right back to that feeling that you had like when there was a breakup and you can get triggered so um it's it's so crazy to me how I think of when you you literally can smell something and it takes you right back to an event whether when you were like seven or 13 like I can smell Ralph Lauren sport cologne and I think of high school like all my guy friends that used to wear it. it takes me right back to Eisenhower high school in Rialto which I love repping for Ike Mob if you're listening out there (laughs) so obviously that that isn't a triggering thing right but it just like our senses are so amazing and reminding us of memories that we used to have okay so some refer to this particular thing like when you have when you have a um, a sensory connection like the sight the sound the taste or the smell Um, it's called traumatic coupling where a trigger is connected to a traumatic experience causing you to relive the symptoms okay so there's two types of triggers there are internal triggers and there are external triggers so I'm going to talk about internal triggers first so an internal trigger comes from within you from within the person so it can be a memory 
or a physical sensation or an emotion, okay? So for example, say you're exercising and your heart starts pounding really fast and that particular sensation like may remind you of a time when you were running away from an abusive partner, that would be considered an emotional, I'm sorry, an internal trigger. Other internal triggers are a muscle tension or pain in your body, memories tied to a traumatic event, or feelings like anger, sadness, anxiety, loneliness, feeling abandoned, or out of control. These are all internal types of triggers that are brought on by your own emotions or physical body. Okay, so that's the first trigger, or I'm sorry, first type of trigger. The other type of trigger is an external trigger. So an external trigger comes from the environment or a circumstance. So let's say there's a, uh, it could be like a person or a place or a situation, okay? Anything outside of you that you witness or are subjected to, okay? So let's take, for example, I, I'm going to use myself and, as an example. So I grew up with a father who was an alcoholic, who unfortunately was physically abusive to my mother, never to us, fortunately, to us children, but he was abusive to my mom and we we witnessed it as children. He, this happened, he only became abusive when he drank a lot of alcohol. So as I grew up and I was a woman, whenever I would witness, not whenever, I shouldn't say whenever, it was very specific to a particular man. Um, when I witnessed a particular man drink, I would get triggered because he was kind of like a paternal figure to me and it, I would get triggered very, very easily and I would go back, I would start feeling the exact same feelings that I felt as I was like five years old witnessing my mother get beat by my dad. So when I saw the alcohol or like the particular, like if I smell Jose Cuervo tequila, ugh, sorry for making that sound, but I just think of like my dad, like I see it in a brown paper bag, I can see him, I know where we're at, like I go right back to it. Luckily, I am no longer triggered in that way because I've worked through some subconscious um, healing. So, but before this, I was extremely, extremely triggered by that smell, by this particular person drinking in front of me because I thought, oh my gosh, you're drinking, you're going to beat me, I'm going to die. Okay, so that's a, that's an example of an external trigger. Someone doing something that has nothing to do with you, but you are witness to it and you feel it. And you start feeling the same way you did when it happened initially. Another specific one that I hear my clients, well, I've helped a couple of my clients deal with is, for example, infidelity. So they are married they have a spouse who cheated and ever since the event like or since finding out that they cheated and they stayed together and now they're working on their marriage if they see like one particular woman drives by the restaurant of the woman who he cheated with she gets triggered she all of a sudden just starts thinking of like the woman and Maybe she's calling him and she gets right back into fight or flight. She gets triggered very easily by that. I have another woman, client of mine, who is dealing with a very similar issue. However, whenever she sees the car that she knows that the woman used to drive, when she sees it, she starts getting really upset. She gets very anxious. She gets very angry. She gets mad at her husband. They have arguments and stuff ensues, right? So there are things like this that 
are traumatic events and these can happen as your as an adult but for them for the most part um a lot of them happen as as children um and they are traumatic enough that they again store those memories but they're triggered as an external event these have nothing to do with you you witness it you smell something something happens and you're triggered okay so I'm going to give you an, some examples of triggers in adulthood or, or I'm sorry, events in adulthood that can be traumatizing that later can cause you to get triggered. Okay, I'm going to go down a list of a couple of things. Like I mentioned right now, infidelity is one. Bullying. I've talked about this a couple times on the podcast because I have had clients talk about this. I've had friends tell me this. I've had family members talk to me about this. When you are, when people are bullied as children, it is such a traumatic event. They hold on to a lot of feelings of resentment, of lack of self-worth, of just so, I mean, so many things, shame, guilt, because bullies really go, you know, they hit the jugular when they do, when they're, when they bully someone. So that's something really traumatic. And that's, it's something that I think even for men, I don't think that they want to admit that that they were bullied and that they now hold like a lot of resentment like you see this in men that are like very like macho or like they're super uber successful because they were bullied as kids and they kind of do it like as a like a revenge type of thing so um bullying can cause a lot a lot of issues it can cause either something very negative or it can cause you to go the full spectrum opposite right you can go i want to be super successful as a revenge to to this person that bullied me so that's one specific traumatic event that can later cause you to be triggered sexual abuse like rape can cause you to be can be a traumatic event that can later cause you to be triggered think about this you're you're raped by let's say you're a woman and you're raped by a man horribly horribly traumatic event and then you're in a romantic relationship and you have sex with someone with the man that you love imagine how triggering that event of like a man being on top of you or just someone taking your clothes off how that can trigger you very easily okay the death of someone or a family member that can be a very traumatic event that can trigger you later an illness if you've if you have had cancer or some type of serious illness that caused you to be very very ill that's a very traumatic event that can trigger you later when you get sick or you think you're getting sick you can get triggered okay financial issues i think this is something that people are probably surprised that could be traumatic and that can cause you to be triggered later so let's say for example you were you had a business back in 2008 before when like in the housing collapse and you were just living it up you're making a lot of money and you lost it all during that time and somehow you managed to build your business back up you're making money again and the moment you like lose a client or have some sort of like fit business failure that can be super super triggering to you because you think someone can think that they're going to go back into destitution or they're going to you know lose everything again so financial issues are very very traumatic for people and you can be triggered by them abuse like i mentioned before like childhood abuse or just abuse from a partner that's very tra- traumatizing and again you can be triggered by it physical pain i'm trying to think of an example for you with that one i'm going to come back to that one 
Um, one that is the most common that I think people talk about the most when in regards to triggers or traumatic events, when we think of PTSD, right? Um, when you're a, a witness to a war, right? When you're a soldier fighting in a war, imagine going to Afghanistan, seeing bombings and people die and explosions and really um, horrific scenes that can be super super traumatizing and you can be triggered later by like a gunshot sound or a motor popping or just someone driving by really quickly and you could jump right so those are all very traumatic events i want to give you some examples of traumas that well, one particular trauma that i had or traumatic event that i witnessed or perceived to have witnessed and how i and then i'm going to give you examples of how you can heal from trauma okay so something really interesting i have had a horrible 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 fear of dogs anyone who knows me very well knows that i'm used to be deathly afraid of dogs and if you're listening to this and you don't even know that i've been healed from it you're like what do you mean used to be you still are afraid of dogs well as a young girl I have a memory or had a memory of my brother getting chased by a Doberman pincher when I was about five years old. He must have been four and we lived on a cul-de-sac and I remember, I don't, I don't know the whole memory, but I remember just him getting chased and I believed that he had been like bit on the knee or something happened, but he was chased by a dog and it was a really, really scary experience for me because it was so scary that up to that point, at that point forward, I should say, I no longer could be around dogs. I mean, it could be a baby chihuahua. If you would have brought one around me a month ago, I would freak out. I would jump. I would run away. I'd go upstairs. Like I could not be around it. I I had a horrible, irrational fear of dogs. Let's think about this. It It didn't happen to me. This event did not happen to me. I was not chased by a dog. I was not bit by a dog, but I must have seen my my brother like get attacked or in some way or he told me about it to the point where like I I remembered the memory really bad and so I was then had a phobia of dogs I am now triggered I was now triggered as an adult when I saw dogs I had like I thought any dog that came near me was gonna bite me was gonna chew my leg off or whatever and I remember even to the to the point where I have had hundreds I kid you not hundreds of nightmares about dogs chasing me that's how deep rooted my phobia has been okay so I now want to talk about and then I told you about the trauma that I had and the trigger that I had with alcohol because of my father and things like that okay so those are two traumas that I had that caused triggers as an adult all right so now I want to talk about what can actually heal a trauma and I just I want to talk about certain modalities that I know that I've used in particular to deal with them um, and how they work. So there's a procedure called EMDR. It's called eye movement desensitiz- desensitization. I always trip up on that word and reprogramming or reprocessing. Sorry. Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. So EMDR, what this is, is basically... A method to access your subconscious mind via eye movements and what you do basically and I've had this treatment done on myself um, 
this year, earlier this year through therapy, through a therapist. So what you do is you would, let's say, talk, let's say if I talked to this therapist and said, I have this fear of dogs or whatever it is, and I get triggered by them. So what she would have me do is she was, she would have me think about the memory and feel the feelings that I felt when the event happened. Okay. And what she would do is she would have me look at a a light or like a maybe a pencil and she would wave it from left to right in front of me. Okay. Left to right, left to right. And my eyes would follow the particular, whether it's a light or a wand or anything left to right, left to right. And what's happening here is when you are thinking of the event, feeling the feeling and accessing using your your eyes essentially to move them from left to right what you're doing is you're accessing your left and right hemisphere in your brain what happens when you do that is you're, you're going into whole mind or whole brain integration and what happens when you go into whole brain integration is you're using your brain to process something the correct way when there's a traumatic event and you don't process it right, like I said, you know how it's hanging in limbo in your brain, you, your mind didn't use whole brain integration to process it. So it essentially gets stuck in there and it stays there until you can process it right. So when you're doing EMDR and you're looking at this, like let's say it's a light and she's waving it from right to left and I'm looking at it from left to right while thinking of the event and feeling the emotion, you're accessing your left and right brain at your hemispheres and while looking at the light going back and forth you basically are processing the the event correctly and it will essentially I don't I'm I'm not doing it justice by the way I'm describing it but what happens is your brain processes the memory correctly using your both your left and right brain and then it kind of like dissolves it just like goes away right? You still have the memory. It's not like you don't think about the memory anymore. But what happens is the emotional charge is now gone. The fight and fight or flight sensory trigger part of it isn't stuck in your brain, kind of lodged in there. It was what you did is you accessed the memory and you processed it right. And then it kind of like just goes away. And now it's just, it's not lodged or hanging in limbo. Now it's gone into the earth, the world, let's just say. Okay. So that's one method of, of processing a, sub, uh, a, tr- a trauma or a trigger, okay? Um, that's EMDR. So, and there's other ways to access your left and right brain uh, hemispheres. So there's, you can tap on your, let's say tap on your thighs, left to right, left to right, while doing the same thing. You're like thinking about the traumatic event, you're feeling the emotion, you're tapping left to right, left to right, and you can process it well. What happens after that as well is then you, can then process it and then put like a positive belief into in your brain and you can like just have a positive belief around that event okay so that's emdr there's another thing called tapping we talked about that in the last episode if you listen to it it's it's a method of tapping on meridian points in your body so this isn't gonna get rid of the event right like you're you're via tapping you're not gonna subcon you're not gonna access your your subconscious mind completely but you can lessen the emotional charge that you experience while you're thinking of it let's say i'm thinking about the dog there's a dog near me and i'm freaking out i'm at a party where there's a big dog and i just don't i can't calm down if i went in the bathroom and did some did a tapping session i 
I know I can calm myself down from like a nine to like a three. I've done this before. I've done it with so many different types of things and I've been able to calm myself down. So I will be able to be around the dog, not for, you know, very long, but I will, I won't be as emotionally heightened or charged. You access your meridian points with, with tapping. If you want to know more about tapping, you can listen to episode eight. Okay. And it will help alleviate some of the emotional charge. Okay. The, um, you can use hypnosis. Hypnosis is another way of accessing, um, traumatic events and, thus triggers i don't know too much about hypnosis so i'm not even going to pretend to like talk about it in length but um, being hypnotizers that's another method to access your your subconscious but my most favorite favorite method to get rid of limiting beliefs um past traumas and thus triggers is psyche so it's a method and i will put them in the notes it's a method and modality or process that I was actually recently trained in and um and it's essentially a simple and powerful and effective way to remove limiting beliefs and stress aka some traumatic events and triggers from your subconscious mind okay so what, what happens in the process is I would communicate directly with the subconscious mind through muscle testing and we use a series of postures and processes called balances in order to achieve that whole brain state that I just talked about earlier and make the subconscious change really quickly, okay? So the changes are super rapid, they're instant, and they're really long-lasting and verifiable through muscle testing. So the next episode that I that I um, record is going to be about Psyche. So I'm going to go into a lot of depth about it. Um, right now, I'm just going to give you guys a quick overview about what Psyche is. And the next episode, I will go into all things Psyche. But it's it's a process. Um, and so I'm, I'm sure you're probably wondering, like, why why this method and what, what does it do exactly? So when to, and the only way to access traumatic events in your through in your like that you've experienced and to get rid of them or lessen their effect on you is to access the subconscious mind. Okay. Cause it's responsible for 95% of your behavior. So it makes sense to access the, like it essentially like the big computer that in our brain, that's the subconscious mind. And when you access it through this particular modality, it makes it very easy to, and it's very similar to what I described with EMDR. You think of the event we have we do a series of postures and processes called balances or psyche balances and you're able to really it's it's such an interesting thing i went through it for the past um couple weeks through a facilitator myself because i really wanted to experience it and it was such a powerful healing modality that i experienced myself and how i healed all of these phobias. I killed my fear of dogs. I literally no longer have a fear of dogs. It is the craziest thing. Last week, for example, my twin sister has a boyfriend who has two little dogs. I have no idea what kind of dogs they are. They look like little pit bulls, but I don't think that's what they are. I don't even know. Sorry, Zach, if you're listening to this. (laughs) I don't know what kind of dogs they are, but he has wanted to come over before and with his dogs and I'd be like, no, no, Mabel, he can't come. I'm scared. Well, 
once I did the psyche balance on the, my fear of dogs, he decided to come over and he brought them over just last week. And Mabel, when my twin sister Mabel, when they arrived, she I was upstairs getting ready to go out and she she yelled and she was like, hey, the, the dogs might run upstairs because when they come to a new house, they like run around and they just like to know what like where they are and then, they, then they'll like leave. But they might run upstairs and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm worried because I hadn't yet been subjected to a dog yet my um my therapist wellness expert I don't know what you want to call it her name is Ada she told me I need you to I want you to um subject yourself to 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 a dog so you can see if the if the belief change worked I and you feel better but I want to see you know we need to know if it worked because if it didn't work there might be another underlying belief change that we need to do so the dog's came over Mabel yells at me and she's like the dogs are going upstairs I can hear them running upstairs so I kind of like braced myself just because I didn't know what to expect right and I'm standing in my room and the dogs run up and they normally okay the normal Annabelle the past Annabelle would have jumped on the bed screamed bloody murder if they would have jumped on my bed I would have kicked them I would have I would have just like gone crazy I stood there they ran around my ankles and I said, hey, boys, how are you? And nothing. There wasn't a bit of fear in my body, you guys. It was freaking amazing. Like, I, I can't, like, talk about it enough. So this is, some, like, this is something, a, a balance that I cleared or a belief or a traumatic event for me, anyway, personally, that I cleared through the Psyche balances. So, so, so powerful. I cleared the traumatic events that I had with my father that he did with my you know that he witnessing my mother get beat cleared all those events I have so much love and compassion for him now before I I mean I went I've gone years and years without speaking to him because of these events that for me were really traumatizing and very traumatic and I had a lot of beliefs about him and judged him couldn't forgive him after processing these events through the psyche balances I immediately wanted to like call him and just like hug him and kiss him and you know just everything I felt so much love and compassion for him so this is how powerful these these balances are this is something that I am newly offering my clients it's something I'm so so excited about it is truly truly life-changing I don't say it lightly it the fact that I'm saying these things like I want you guys to like seriously consider this okay um I talk about the subconscious mind constantly. I talk about our mindset work that we do. And I want to kind of explain the difference between a psyche balance, like how I access, we access the subconscious mind and clear out past beliefs versus the mindset coaching that I help my clients with to, that I help my clients with to live their life purposely, you know, moving forward. The mindset coaching is very conscious. It's a it's a something that it's a tool that you use like presently and you use daily to deal with life itself, right? Good things happen, bad things happen. It's a thought management tool. It's a strategy for you to learn how you're thinking, get awareness around how you're thinking because our thoughts create our feelings and then they influence our actions and to give us our results in our lives so that's mindset coaching is very proactive and future focused present focused okay subconscious healing worth work belief change work this is something that you do when you 
realize, I think it's it's for people who realize that they're like kind of stuck. Like when you have this cognitive dissonance where you want to like start your business, you have the idea, you literally are like ready to do it, but you like physically can't take action because of like fears you have or beliefs you have about yourself. Something like that. If I have a client came to me with the situation that way, or in that in that in or they came to me in that state, I would know that they have limiting beliefs that they need clearing on. That there's a belief change that needs to be cleared. Psyche is perfect for them. Clients who are dealing with that infidelity type stuff, that this is perfect for somebody like that. Okay, it clears these traumatic events. It lets you deal with them, process them correctly, and then live life a lot easier. You're not getting triggered by your husband or by the car driving by by you know like the ex or all that stuff so the these or i'm trying to think of another event that i mean just everything that i talked about earlier all these traumatic events that happened site k can help clear out those traumatic events and thus change have changed beliefs about them and it changes your whole like identity and the way you think and the way you move forward i know for me it has given me clarity peace the level of anxiety that I used to have like many many years ago um is just like it's diminished almost completely okay I and I say that to say that these are I'm talking about my triggers and my traumatic events that I and the limiting beliefs that I used to have okay they have been cleared away through the psyche work through the subconscious belief change work I still use my mindset coaching and all of my tools to move forward and deal with all of my other stuff. But when I'm talking about specifically the triggers and the traumatic events, this is a modality that helps heal these particular things. Okay. Um, I'm, I think you're probably wondering like who is, who is Psyche for? I think if you're having issues taking action, if you feel stuck, if you have a lot of conflict in your life, if you have a lot of anxiety about things and you're ready to take responsibility for your life and you want to seek out a chain or a modality or a therapy that's very different and this is that's what psyche is. I think this is psyche's for you if that's where you're at. Um, it can clear money beliefs. It can clear so many so many things but next week I will go into more about this I feel like I've gone on a tangent but we will talk about it more next week um it is a powerful powerful tool I'm so excited to share more about it with you guys but I hope you guys got some insight about triggers and trauma and what it is what they are both the internal and the external and how um our body how they're caused and then how you can heal from them okay so this is such a fun episode for me I love talking about this stuff I kid you not if I could make my episode an hour long I would do it but then none of you guys would listen to it so I hope this helped you until next week guys I'm excited to talk about psyche next week so get ready for that and you know what and by the way if you guys have any questions about uh, or any suggestions on topics that you guys would like me to talk about or share on the podcast, definitely feel free to write it in the comments in the show notes. I would love to talk about something that you guys um, are interested in. If you yourself are interested in this healing modality, the Psyche Balances, 
send me a direct message or go on my website where it says coach with me. I will start adding the psyche information on there probably next week. And um, I will be offering those services. Unfortunately, they're only for people who are, I can do them in person. Later, I will be able to do them online via Zoom call. And, but that'll be in the next coming months. But for now, if you're living in Southern California, anywhere in Southern California, I could schedule sessions with you and we can do this modality. So definitely contact me um, if you're interested in this. I would love to help you. It's amazing. So guys, until next week, I will talk to you. Then have a great one. Mm-hmm.